All right, well, we're on. It's all it's all happening. Uh, good afternoon and hello, and wherever you are and whenever you are, welcome to the Scarbox Guitar Builder podcast. Um, I'm here today with Mark Wilmot, uh, our regular expert on all things Scarbox guitars and bits and pieces and pickups and all that sort of fun stuff. G'day, Mark. Hello. Hi. Man of many words, Mark. <laughs> um, and today we're uh, we're really lucky to, as I mentioned on the uh, the podcast group, and uh, we're very lucky to have Dave Street with us from Little Crow Guitars. G'day, Dave. Hi, Adam. And Mark. How are you going, Dave? It's a little strange setup here, guys, because on the we're using Skype at the moment, so I can see Mark. Mark can see me. We can see each other, but we can't see uh, Dave. However, Dave can see us, so it's all it's all up in the air. It's a bit of a juggling act, isn't it, mate? But that's a bit of fun. That's what makes this this podcast all the more fun, isn't it, mate? There we go. Well, I suppose let's let's launch off, mate. Let's let's do a little bit of the um, bit of the advertising. Um, we'll start with our with our wonderful guest of the, guest of the hour, um, uh, Dave. Where can we find you? If we're going to look for you, where would we find you? Uh, well, apart from Facebook, um, we're littlecrowguitars.com. Fantastic. Yeah, and that's basically it, yeah. Mark, where would we find you? Um, at the backyard of my friend's place. <laughs> oh, sorry, no, mrws.instruments.com. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, and of course, you can find my ugly mug at... Well, that's a long story, isn't it, this week, Mark? Where can you find me? Well, not on Facebook. No, well, as of three days ago, you couldn't find me on Facebook because Facebook had lost my account. So, Adam at Birdwood Guitars, my page, the group, the actual group, the, the podcast group has been, well, it's been lost from me because I can't access it at all for some very bizarre reason. Um, it's all mixed up. It says error 500, which means that I could fix it. It could be fixed in a minute. It could be fixed next month. It could be fixed a year from now, or it could be fixed next week. I don't know. So I've just gone, stuff it. I'm just going to start again, which is really frustrating because I've got about 3,000 contacts on the profile uh, over the last three years, meeting and greeting people and everything, and got to start again, but onwards and upwards. So, yes, you can find me at Birdwood Guitars. At, uh, on Facebook, that's the, new, that's the new Facebook account, and, of course, Birdwood Guitars. Uh, dot com. Uh, anyway, back to our uh, our man of the hour, uh, Dave Street. Dave, we're going to, um, I suppose, we'll find out a little bit about a bit, little bit about you and your, you know, your business. And I suppose the old question: How did you get into it? How did you start building guitars? Well, uh, actually, before I go any further, I've got to say that there's actually two of us. My wife Viv is my main partner in crime here, and uh, so we, I wouldn't be operating without her. So I've got to give her the uh, the flag, wave the flag for her as well. Um, yeah, we we've been making furniture for ages, and a few years ago uh, things were going a bit quiet, and I heard an interview with a luthier by the name of Greg Smallwood, uh, uh, Smallman. And he makes classic, classical guitars. And I was really quite impressed uh, with his enthusiasm <coughs> me, and the way he got started. And, um, yeah, he, he came out of a totally different field from woodworking and guitar making. And, and when I was looking for something to do, I thought, yeah, that's quite inspiring. So I thought I'd give it a go. And I was going to start making uh, acoustic guitars, but 
um, yeah, just to sort of nut out all the, <clears throat> the ins and outs of fretwork and so on, I decided to make a solid body guitar to start with. So that's how we got started, basically, yeah. Oh, wow, fantastic. Um, so how long ago was that? Sorry, Mark. Sorry? What's type of furniture do you make? Uh, domestic furniture, um, out of, mostly out of Jarrah and Blackwood, and uh, chairs and tables and chests of drawers and so on. Yeah. Is that fairly modern stuff? Uh, yeah, quite modern, alter and design. Yep. Yeah, okay. yep. Well, Mark's got a, a carpentry back, background, which is different to me because I, I come from a background okay. of absolutely no woodworking skills at all apart from the last five years of teaching myself. Mark's actually trained in us. That's uh, something you guys could, you know, have got something in common there, that's for sure. I uh, just started a new job, Peter Truth, <laughs> and, uh, in um, restoring antique furniture. Oh, you've done. You're doing that now. Ah, just doing it a couple of days a week at the moment, but uh, it's been an eye opener. And going from carpentry to building guitars to antique furniture, I can tell you they're three different animals. Wow. Yeah. 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 Hmm. I'm just FYI. I didn't mean to stop you. <laughs> this is what we do, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. No, it's, it's, it's all... it. Was I meant to be carrying on here? Or, um... <laughs> no, that's <laughs> you can, by all means. <laughs> well, how long? How long ago? How long ago did you start building? Uh, jeez, let's see now. Uh, five, five years now. Five years. Yeah. It's been around five years. And it's it's you were saying that you were looking for something to do. It's it's because I, I I don't have a picture. I've, I've um, oh, is this um. I hate to ask, but is this a, is this a, um, a, a post retirement job or is this? Because I'm not not too sure. Don't know much about you. <laughs> this is leading up. This is leading up to retirement, basically, and I hope to be making guitars full time when I stop making furniture. The furniture's picked up a lot the last year, yeah. and it, it pays the bills. So guitars haven't paid the bills at all. So it's just you know we're passionate about making guitars. I just wish they paid a bit better, but yeah. never mind. Yeah. Yep. Oh, fantastic! But you were talking about using blackwood and and uh, and Jarrah for the guitars, and I'm looking at some pictures here because I've got a split screen. That's and the furniture. Sorry, and that's with the furniture. Or the furniture mostly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And for guitars, we, we we don't use much Jarrah. Uh, we use a little bit on on the fretboards, but uh, the main the main tone woods we use would be Vic Ash or Mountain Ash. Yeah. And blackwood, and and some teak. Oh, okay. Uh, she oak. W a she oak. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Sorry. You, you, the the phone the phone went a little bit funny. Then it sounded like you said shitty oak. So <laughs> that's why I asked. That's why I asked the question again. West Australian she oak. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. And uh, looking at the guitars at the moment, one of the fun things I I, I love about it's on the rear of the guitar and. Um, I know with cigar box guitars and things like that that we, we tend to use, um, you know, strainers and things for sound holes. You see a lot of people doing it, but you've actually used them as the as on, the, on this particular one. These th these are the blues planks, and um, you've yep. used those as uh, as the cover, the the rear cover for the uh, That's right. electrics. Yep. Yep. That's just quirky. Yep. I love that. Yep. The other thing I like about them as well is the. Uh, sorry. No, no, so the, the, the phone actually breaks up a bit, so I think we're sort of crossing sort of in the little lag between um, 
between speech. Okay. I should mention at the moment that we're, we're talking in three different time zones at the moment. It's four o'clock here in the afternoon here in Sydney, uh, well, in the Blue Mountains in New South Wales. Mark's, it's currently, what, uh, three o'clock with you, Mark, in Brizzy. That's correct. And it's one o'clock with you at the moment over in WA. Yep. That's it. So it's it's isn't it one wonderful living in a nice nice close neighbourhood like Australia. <laughs> um, Indeed. So when it comes to bit, well, if we can if we can kind of take advantage of your woodworking skills and your you know your carpentry skills and ask some questions, um, the idea of this podcast is obviously you know it's it's very much cigar box guitar based or you know guitar building based. As we're, we're not you know we're not particularly. Yep going to jump up and down if someone's building solid bodies or cigar boxes. Estuary Mano. Sorry? Estuary Mano. What's that? Handmade. Handmade. Handmade guitars. That's it, yeah. I'm looking for some tips and tricks, so things like that. So what, what are some t- over the years of using wood and working with timber, what are some tips and tricks that you might be able to, to, to share with uh, the listeners? I don't know. You'd have to actually ask me a more specific question. I think I can't off the top of my head think there's so many things that yeah, you learn along the way uh, that I, that then become second nature, um, yeah. I suppose. And um, But I suppose working from home is, is try to keep things as simple as possible, really. And, uh, you know, when, we've, when I first started uh, making the six-string guitars and trying to get sort of... Um, let's say a little bit fancy i thought i'd better try and do some spray finishing and of course that just didn't work with us because we're not not set up for it and to do it properly you really need a proper spray booth and Mm. so we just stick to the oiled hand rubbed finish which in the end really sort of suits us better because you get you get a handmade look anyway and you you actually in the end you get quite a superior finish i think yeah. How, what type of oil? I was trying to sort of compete with the bigger makers, but it's actually pointless as a yeah. small maker to even compare yourself to the bigger makers. You know, you're really just a, a unit. A big, I mean, people don't like the word boutique because it sounds expensive, but mm. I mean, <clears throat> we're just hand, yeah, we're hand builders, and I think it should look hand built. So, yeah, keeping it simple, um, yeah, yeah, I'm a great sort of believer in simplicity. Yeah. Do you grain fill at all? No, no, no. Um, the the finish we use now is <clears throat> is an oil uh, an oil based finish called wood tone. That's W U D T O N E, and it's made in an outfit in Wales. Sorry, it's an Australian made product. No, it's Welsh. Oh, really? I mean, I've, I've heard of it before. Well, the guys, I've seen it written. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he has got an agent now somewhere in. in, in in Australia, and uh, but it is it is partly grain filling, so it's it's quite good, you know. Whereas some of the other thinner oils, um, they don't fill the grain, and for something like ash, you need a bit of grain filling. Yeah, yeah quite a deep grain. Um, well, so how do you get your hands on that? Is that something you import from overseas, or have you got someone local? Uh, I don't know who's the lady. He actually offered the agency to me, but we're really too busy to sort of do, take that on. So mm. I don't know who the agent is now because we buy in quantity, so we just order it direct from them. 
Yeah. And uh, they're in the UK. But they make specialist, specialist guitar parts as well. He makes his own bridges and things for strats. And so he's quite a specialist guitar sort of aftermarket manufacturer. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realise where I know them from. I think that um, Pitbull Guitars sells his stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, they did, but they've actually now, they're not involved anymore because there was some argument about something or other. There was a conflict of interest, so mm. it's moved on, yeah. yeah. Well, Pitbull Guitars, they're the kit, they're the kit company, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. That's that, right. That's right. Uh, yeah. One of our, one of our yeah. uh, listeners, uh, Brianna Skinner, uh, has just finished one of, those, one of those kit guitars and it's come up absolutely beautifully. It's uh, the ES... Yeah, she did not. 335 or something. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the hollow body. Yeah, like the, the ES335 model. Mm. Yep. And that's it. Yeah, they're pretty good value for money, those things, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Um, you can... What I'm doing at the moment is all of this... Inf- so I'm just writing all of this down. <laughs> so I'm... Because I bounce from... Cool. With, with myself, I bounce, I bounce from oil to oils. And at the moment, I'm... I'm looking. I, I use a bit of tongue oil, and I'm mixing between like tongue oil and Danish oil. And uh, I mean, I like both, but I like both for two different, you know, for two different reasons. I find the yeah. tongue oil's a little yeah. bit lighter, um, whereas the the Danish oil, I think it takes it takes a bit longer to cure, and it has that real that pungent smell about it. Which, if you're, you know, with yeah. my family, they're all asthmatic, so it's, I'm lucky. I'm under the house. I'm kind of away from them, but it takes quite a while, I think, to you know, for that smell to kind of cure. Whereas the tongue oil dissipates fairly quickly. How many coats do you normally do with the oil uh, on the guitars? Yeah. Uh, quite a lot of coats with a wood tone. There's about three or four, five base coats and then about five top coats. Wow. wow. Yeah. Do you add anything to it? To, what, between the differences? Because you were no. saying, treat me as a novice in, all, in, many, you know, in many ways when it comes to this sort of stuff. Because, you know, I'm still learning. The whole idea of doing this podcast was because I'm still learning, you know. Mark knows it all, so don't worry about Mark. Just, just look at me. <laughs> I say yeah, stuff sometimes. We're all learning. I say but, stuff um, sometimes, and Mark yeah, just shaking his head. You can get the different colour packs. So he's actually made a colour to go with each of the, uh, yeah, with basically the colour um, combination that he's found. So you get a coloured base coat and you get a. Um, Coloured, and then you get a clear top coat. So, but you can actually stain the timber to start with if you want, and you get a deeper colour that way. So, oh, yeah. if you use uh, one of those um, uh, Stumac um, colour tone stains, you can use those as your base stain, and you get a much deeper penetration because when the stain is mixed in with the oil, it doesn't penetrate as quite as much. It's, oh, okay. it's a little bit more washed out. It so, sits on yeah. the top. Depends on the on the look you're after. Yeah. yeah. Well, I tend to stain things but, with, rust, uh, so with rusty mean, vinegar. I tend to use that a lot. That's oh, that's quite that's quite effective. You can get some quite good um, ebonising effects that way. That's it. You know that you're the only other person apart from was it Charles Atchison that I've actually heard use the term ebonising. <laughs> oh. That's great. <laughs> well, <coughs> that's the, the furniture. Has he got a furniture background? <laughs> I'm not sure, actually. Charles, we've used it a bit in. Yeah, I, st- yeah. I stuck him on the I stuck him on the new podcast group this afternoon, so he's on it whether he likes it or not, unless he backs out, of course. Love you, Charles. If you are listening, you love the book. It's great. It's excellent. <laughs> um, well, so the oils are great. Now I've got to ask you about the tools that you use. Now, obviously, you've you've got a home business, and yeah. so as far as the tools that you've got in the workshop, talk to us about your workshop. Very interesting. 
Well, set up for furniture. So we've got all the major, you know, the big, the big machinery for for cutting down and dressing timber. So we've got a, a planer, a thicknesser, a panel saw, um, uh, a thickness sander, a stroke sander, um, band saw, and then all the various power tools. Yeah. Uh, and a shaper, of course, a shaper. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. Surprisingly, I mean, we don't. I don't use a hell of a lot of hand tools. I mean, yeah, really? people like the romantic idea of the sort of craftsman pottering around in the workshop with. But I, my mach, machinery does a lot of the work, and on a guitar, the biggest amount of work is in the neck, yeah, shaping yeah. the neck. Yeah. And uh, what I actually use for the main, <clears throat> the main workhorse there is a power tool called the power file. It uses a sort of a narrow, um, a narrow sanding belt, and I find that's pretty good. Yeah, I can. Is that They they come in various forms. You get you get one that's portable as a little um, portable uh, um, handheld sander, and then they're also sort of sometimes they're on a uh, you, they can be attached to a, a grinding wheel with a sort of a little right, finisher yeah. attachment. Yeah, there's a lot of difference. So the, the belt's only half an inch wide, or 12, 12 and a half mil wide, and uh, it's pretty useful because with an eighty with an eighty grit um, belt, you can get quite a lot of material off, and without yeah. being too harsh. So I do most of the shaping with that. Yeah. I think I'm going to go down to the tool shop soon. I, I do it all by hand. <laughs> do you? Yeah, I do everything with a lot of work. I think there's a very good... And sometimes, depending on the timber, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a nice way to do it, and, and yeah, and if you're pretty... I'm not all that sort of... Um, yeah, I haven't used the uh, spoke shave much of late, so, um, I mean, it is quite useful for getting quite a bit of material off, but, yeah, I've just got used to doing it with this way now, and so, uh, it, yeah, it, it does most of that work for me, yep. So a power file is it? A, is it a handheld? It's a handheld tool. Yeah, and they were made by Black and Decker, and um, they're actually hard to find now. The last they stopped selling them at places like Bunnings and wherever, and uh, I found one at um, Super Cheap Auto. They were oh. selling them. <coughs> and, really? Uh, I'm uh, just writing that down. Yeah, <laughs> one for a grinding attack for a grinder. And it... Is, is this Arbitech make one for a grinder? Like it's an attachment you put on your. Oh, uh, that's. Uh, that could, could be. Could be. But I, I don't, but is that it? It's an attachment of some sort, anyway. Is that uh, it, Mark? Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. It's like it's like a it's like uh, a melt sand, but it's a thin. That's what I'm. That's what I thought it was, right? Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. holding. Oh, see, I'm holding up flat discs. Like I do, I do a lot of angle stuff and. Um, when I do solid bodies and things like that, I tend to I tend to use the angle grinder and the flat disc to actually Gee. gouge out okay. the parts. Well, I saw um okay yeah yeah I saw uh, what's his name um Ben Crow from Crimson Guitars doing it in one of his earlier earlier videos, and it's just there's just sawdust just going everywhere, and it, I only just started <laughs> using them, and I thought yeah I can do that, and I just turned it on, put my head my face mask on, and it's it's just it's terrifying, but God it's fun. 
just, it just. Yeah, I mean, you can get a lot of stuff off of those. Yeah, it just, it just. Uh, you probably find the power, the power file is quite good for um, for finishing off because you can actually do some quite sort of, you know, intricate work with it. So yeah, it's a lot more sort of um, manageable. I'm definitely going to look into that. <laughs> So, but super cheap auto. That's that's wonderful. Um, I've got to, yeah. I wanted to ask you. Um, I'm having a look at the moment. I'm just I'm looking at the Corvino SD. It's the blues machine. That's the I think it's the left-handed model that you've got on the website. And uh, sorry, Mark, I can see it here on the on the website at the moment on the split screen. And it's a, it's a beautiful. Uh, what's the top on that? That's that's just gorgeous. Um, so I'm not sure which, there were two sort of versions of that. The yeah. earlier version had a maple top yeah. uh, um, and it was sort of, and it was sprayed black. So it was sprayed black with colour. And the finish, I wasn't, yeah, it wasn't 100%. And Shane's still playing that guitar. He likes the sound of it so much. He's still got it. The subsequent guitar, we actually stained with a wood tone stain yeah. and it's actually a finish they call black magic woman oh, okay. but it wasn't as black as i thought it was going to end up and it actually ended up looking sort of some people call it a brown finish because mm. you see so much grain coming through i, can, I think that's the one ends up being sort of brownish <clears throat> and yeah. um yeah so that's that's the wood tone finish that one the yeah. black yeah i think that's the one the, what's yeah. the back that you used on that is that i'm gonna ask i'll be blunt and, and please forgive me if i'm wrong but it's got quite a wide grain on it i'm not sure if it's is it pine no, no, that's uh, that would be ash. Ash, okay, yeah, it's just, just got it's just yeah. you know how it's you have that rather wide kind of striping through the through the grain on yep. the um, yeah, on the lower bout and yep. the and the upper bout. And it's really beautiful. It's quite a, it's like oh, a, yep. almost like a tiger stripe effect. It's, it's absolutely fantastic the way it's come out. And that's got the maple maple neck on it. No, so that's got a, that's all ash that one uh, with a maple fretboard. Yeah. Maple oh, maple fretboard. Okay, oh, I can see the difference. Yeah, between yeah. the between the colours, there it's a bit hard to see. But um, yeah. yeah. So as far as the talking, if we can talk about Justin Johnson for just for um, a brief minute, um, yeah. how did you how did you get in touch with him? How did how did things kind of um, work out for you to be able to build the guitar for him? Um, well, uh, as um, those, the first, uh, the early um, six strings I was making, I sent to Shane, um, and I found Shane online doing demos. And um, sorry, that was Sh Shane. Sorry, Shane. Who? Sorry. So, so the, I'm talking about Shane to start with. Sorry, just 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 briefly to, as a lead into how we got. Um, onto the three string guitars, you see, because Shane did a really good job promoting us, but uh, we found that the price factor was a little bit limiting in terms of uh, appeal to a lot of people. Yeah. And and then I saw uh, Justin Johnson was doing a tour of Australia, oh, and I got uh, quite enthused with his, um, uh, you know, with what he was doing with three yeah. string and four string and diddly bows and all the rest of it. And, you know, the whole idea of uh, less is more always appeals to me. So I thought, well, we're already set up for doing uh, solid body guitars. I, I think I might try and do a solid body three string, you see. So, and then I thought I'd ask Justin if he would actually demo it for us. And he, he was more than willing. And um, yeah, we've never looked back really because he gave us so much help. He's so generous with his time, mm. and um, yeah, he basically put us on the map for those <clears throat> those sorts of. Well, he helped us develop the Blues Plank series, basically. 
Yeah. And um, now you're all through his new album. It's awesome. Yeah, we're pretty chuffed about that. I was sort yeah, of amazed, you know. We'd only just started. <laughs> so really chuffed. Yeah. Yeah. You, well, you supply you supplied the guitars. I, I I did chip in twenty five bucks, so I'm sure I I feel like I'm in there somewhere too. You are definitely. <laughs> We're all in there. <laughs> Actually, I've got to say that, that was... that's what's good about this guitar making scene. It's uh, it's pretty inclusive. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's probably probably the biggest thing that I was I'm most upset about losing that that profile is that. I set the profile up about three years ago, and there's there's certain people that hadn't hit the five thousand mark on their on their friends list. So I was able to kind of be a little bit more personal and talk talk to these people a little more personally. And he's one of those people. I tried to tried to get him back onto my site, uh, onto the uh, profile, and um, can't do it anymore. I can just basically like the page, but you know it's still other ways of getting in contact. But it's like, oh man, you know. Anyway, woe is me. <laughs> <laughs> when it uh, sorry, we'll get back to the guitars now. I'll stop stop skylarking and talking about myself. Um, when it comes to building a guitar, uh, building a guitar for someone, you, can you take us through the process of somebody, you know, from from order through to through to actually sending the guitar out? How long does it take as well? Well, oh, <clears throat> at, at the moment, it actually takes quite a while because we've got to fit it in with um, the paying work, which is mostly, still mostly furniture. So, and thankfully, people are happy to wait up to up to six months, really. So sometimes it does take that long to. Um, but you know, and then we offer the uh, the option of of uh, lay by, so they're quite happy to pay a little bit each month. And then by the time they've paid for it, I've basically got to give them the guitar for nothing. So, well, not really, but you know what I mean. Yes, it's much better when you, when you get paid all at once. But it's it's actually quite a good arrangement for all of us. So they don't mind waiting, and then we sort of get paid a little bit beforehand. And then, um, yeah, so it take, can take four to six months, really, yeah. at, at, at this stage. Uh, is that for the Corvino, or is, it, or is that for a blues plank? That's for anything. Well, the, blue, uh, the Corvino would take even longer probably because yeah. I've got to set aside so much more time for that and yeah I'd like to get a bit more efficient with making guitars like you know and have the flow that we have with the furniture but that's going to take a little while yeah absolutely absolutely so just yeah. I think just to just to finish off is um where are we here I've got my little list of list of list of um uh list of questions and things like that but um well, for me to interview interview you and and from Mark, I suppose as well. But from from my point of view, um, it's that's a that's a it's a real pleasure, mate. It's um it's uh, you, I've been watching the guitars for such a long time, and you know watching Justin, um, you know demonstrate them on, you know online and on on the videos and things like that. It's just it's it's certainly piqued my interest. I, I've certainly, you know, tried out a few solid bodies and things like that. That you know, that more along the blues kind of line as well. So it's certainly inspired me as far as my building's been concerned. So, you know, big thank you from from me uh, in regards to that because it's just they're just so much fun to you know to to, to build those types of guitars. But um, you know, it's always one of those cases of you know, it's those blues planks just get me. They're just they're they're loads of fun. They look absolutely amazing. Uh, Mark, have you got any other questions tonight today, mate? Um, no. <laughs> Mark, just wants to get, Mark just wants to get back to the party, don't you, mate? Oh, no, look, it's, it's okay. I've been given permission to come and do this. It's okay. <laughs> I actually forgot. 
lots of reasons. Yeah. I've been very busy lately. I just finished a solo body myself, so. I saw that. And that's going on. Yeah, and it's a beauty. It's going near you. Going up to where you are. Down to Katoomba. Oh yes, yes, that's right. You were saying, it's uh, yeah, absolutely. It's, I'm just wondering. You might have to put me in contact. See if I can have a play of it. <laughs> <laughs> might be another order coming your way, mate. I'm telling you, that's just that's yeah, just well, that's phenomenal. What was the top that you used on that? Uh, it's maple silkwood. Oh. I don't know. It's a very that. figured piece. Yeah. maple silkwood. It's just that's just that's beautiful. And and you are going to do those fretboards for me. The ebony ones? Yeah. <laughs> we'll, see. we'll see, mate. <laughs> Gotta get some ebony. I need some ebony ones for those new guitars I'm doing. That's 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 definitely the way to go. Anyway, I digress. Um, Dave, thank you so much, mate. It's uh it's it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for giving your time this afternoon. And sure. greatly appreciate uh no worries. you uh, having a chat and hopefully we can have a Thanks. talk again in the future. Thanks very much for asking us on. Yeah, it's been Good and um, yeah, I'm just uh, enjoying the um, yeah the uh, the overall guitar community is pretty sort of generous and uh, uh, communicative. So yeah, thanks guys. It's yeah, it's it's, well, it's good. They're a pretty amazing bunch out there, that's for sure. All right, well, Mark, yep. thanks very much. I'll do, I'll do the sign off. Go back and enjoy the rest of the rest of the party, rest of the right. afternoon. And uh, okay. Dave, all the best, mate, and uh, take care. You and you. Cheers, guys. All right. Catch you around, guys. Bye. Well, that was Dave uh, Dave from Little Crow Guitars, Dave Street from Little Crow Guitars, and Mark Wilmot, of course. Um, and uh, uh, a huge thank you again to, uh, to Dave for, for giving his time up. And uh, it's, it's really a pleasure to talk to somebody, you know, it's, uh, who builds... Uh, such lovely instruments and you know it's obviously you know Justin Johnson's been been playing them he wouldn't be playing them if they're not very good so go and check him out uh, if you got uh, if you're looking for um, for a fantastic blue style guitar I'm sure um, Dave will be more than happy to, to help you out um, thanks very much for listening do appreciate it um, we've had some hiccups this week in relation to the the group the podcast group and uh, as I mentioned earlier uh, in the episode, and um, it's yeah, it's very frustrating. I hope everything will sort itself out. But in the meantime, I have set up, uh, from my point of view, a uh, new uh, Birdwood, a new Birdwood Guitars profile and page. Um, I've also set up the the new uh, the Cigarbox Guitar Builder Podcast group. Uh, that's the that's the new group. Simply because I can't admin. The old one, I simply can't get into it. It's it's impossible to get in, and because I was the only admin, I can't ask anyone else to uh, to uh, to do anything there. So hopefully it'll sort itself out. If not, I'm very happy to go ahead with and continue on with things the way they are now. Uh, seems that um, we're really getting some good people on board, and including hopefully including yourselves. Um, as far as the podcast is concerned, um, we are non non for profit. Uh, it does cost a little bit, of, a little bit of money each month to actually publish the, um, the publish the podcasts. Um, hopefully, we're looking at getting some better speakers because at the moment I'm simply using my using my mobile phone. Um, we're really looking at trying to up things a little bit and get a slightly bit, you know, better quality. So we have opened up for a patronage. Uh, if you have got a couple of spare, couple of couple of fifty cent coins spare, or you know, if you're able to, uh, it would certainly be appreciated. Um, 
to be a patron, patron for the Scarbox Guitar Builder podcast. Uh, we've got neighbours leaving at the moment, so the kids are screaming. So my time to sign off. Um, huge thanks from Adam at Birdwood Guitars, and I know Mark. I speak for Mark when he says thank you as well. <laughs> and uh, we'll hopefully we'll catch you next week. Got uh, some more very very cool interviews lined up uh, with some fantastic builders and uh, and players, and we'll catch you around. Bye.